If you're tuning into this podcast, it shows you care a great deal about your child's health. So I want to share with you my video course on nutrient supplementation for children that I just published on udemy.com. If you check the description of this episode for the link to my website where you can sign up to my mailing list, as soon as you sign up, I'm going to send you a voucher so that you can get this video course for free. And in the course, I'm going to discuss the most important supplements for children and how to pick quality supplements, how to avoid poor quality ingredients, how to avoid potentially harmful extra ingredients, and basically how to steer clear of the marketing ploys designed to sell us inferior quality supplements. So I hope that you get value out of this course. I'm sure that if you apply the knowledge you learn in it, you will save not just time researching these supplements, but also money. And most importantly, you will get the best quality supplements that your budget will allow so that you can provide your child with the nutritional support that they need. So check out the description for the link to my website where you can sign up to my mailing list. And as I said, as soon as you sign up, I'll send you the the coupon to get the course for free. And if you do sign up, please let me know how you find it. If there's any other information you would like me to include or any other feedback, I would be very grateful if you could send me that. Thank you. Welcome to the Autism Wellbeing Plan, the podcast where you learn how to use advanced functional lab testing, healthy diet and smart supplementation to improve your child's health, well-being and quality of life, and by extension, your own quality of life. Please remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only and always consult your healthcare practitioner before implementing anything discussed here. Now, here's your host and author of the book, Autism Wellbeing Plan, How to Get Your Child Healthy. Christian Yordanoff. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about hair mineral analysis and the value that it can have in terms of informing the health building program that you and your practitioner designed for your child. Now, just to let you know, I will be showing some things on the screen here. So if you do get a chance, uh, you can listen to this, uh, you can watch this on YouTube. There'll be a link in the podcast um, description. And uh, so you, I would recommend if you can watch watch the video, um, but it's not completely necessary. I will be explaining what's on the screen and you know what I'm talking about. So you will get a lot of value just listening as well. But like I said, uh, having a visual would also be helpful so you can see what I'm really talking about. You can always kind of watch it at another time. Um, Just a couple of caveats about this episode. So obviously I cannot cover a lot in 30, 40, 50 minutes. So I will touch on the most important areas that hair mineral analysis, um, you know, can be useful for you. But like anything else, there's a lot of layers and depth and complexity. So don't expect you know me to cover uh, you know a ton of ground um, uh, in one episode, but I, I hope to have slightly more in-depth videos separate from the podcast on my YouTube channel at some point on hair analysis that can be used, especially if you have, if you've if you've done if you ever do a lab test uh, you, and have the results in front of you, it will be a lot more interesting to correlate what I'm saying 
in more in a more in-depth video with your child's uh, hair test results. So think of this as a little bit of an intro to hair testing, just to kind of give you a taste of the value you could you know get from running this test on your child. So there are three uh, the three most uh, valuable things that we use a hair mineral analysis are to detect to detect toxic metals being excreted by your child, to check the status of certain essential minerals and de detect inadequate nutritional status of certain ones, and to monitor copper excretion when you do um, a, a zinc and copper balancing protocol, right? Okay, so on the screen here, I'm going to show a couple of hair tests. Um, they are for a five-year-old boy and they're spaced about uh, three to four months apart. So this is the initial lab test I'm showing here. And uh, we will first look at the nutri nutrient minerals. So when you, there's obviously every lab has a different uh, type of report and different labs test for different markers. Some have more markers than others. Now, uh, the, the lab I use, the reason I use them is because, first of all, they don't wash the hair sample with harsh solvents before running it. Now, when you when you wash the hair, as most labs do, there's only a couple in, in the States that don't actually wash the hair prior to testing. But when you wash the hair with those solvents, a lot of um, the water-soluble minerals can get washed out. So things like sodium, potassium, magnesium. So those levels can actually get skewed. So that's one reason I use this particular lab. The other one is they don't have uh, all the toxic metals. They only have, you know, five or six toxic metals uh, on the test. So m other labs will have, you know, a lot more toxic metals, you know, uranium, gold, all sorts of kind of extra markers. Now, what that does is is it makes the, the hair test more expensive. So th this particular lab that I use, the hair test is actually very cheap, which is a discount that I can kind of, you know, transfer over to my clients. So that's why I use this test. We, we have the most important heavy metals, as I'll show you a bit later, lead, mercury, cadmium, arsenic, aluminum, and nickel. Um, so these are plenty to understand what, you know, what to do and how to uh, augment the nutritional program, uh, you know, once you get the result. Now, going back to the nutrient minerals. So what we have here is the, first of all, are the four macro minerals. So we have greater quantities of these in the body. These are calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium. And then we have the trace elements, which are iron, copper, manganese, zinc, chromium, selenium, phosphorus and what's another thing that's important to know is these um minerals do not the levels of these on a hair test do not all correlate with levels in the body right so some you know uh, some are not exactly uh useful to gauge is someone deficient or overloaded in a certain mineral for example iron is one of those uh, phosphorus is another one right however things like uh zinc chromium selenium uh, magnesium these do correlate and these are some of the most important ones that we you know we care about right so uh that's another little thing people need to know and another thing is that uh high or low does not necessarily 
mean deficiency or overload. In certain cases, uh, for example, I'll talk about copper a bit more, but a low copper, a very low copper can actually indicate um, an excess of bioavailable copper that is lodged in various organs and places in the body, such as the liver, the brain, and so on, where it can cause damage, right? It's bioavailable, uh, and which means the body cannot make use of it. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll get in. I'll get into that in a second. But yeah, so the the first thing we look at is the the first f- uh, minerals here, the four macro minerals: so calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium, right? And the the way the if you're looking on the screen, so there's basically a line on a, on each one of these minerals levels. There's a line here that the lab has deemed the ideal level. And then there's this blue kind of cloud uh, that has the top and the bottom of the range. So naturally, you want your child's levels to be inside the range and as close to that line of the ideal level. As you can see on this particular test, as I said, this is for um, a five-year-old boy. Um, Most of the levels are below the, the bottom of the range except copper. Copper is, so the ideal on the, on this lab test is 2.5 and the copper is 6.7. So close to three times over the ideal. So this is very typical uh, for autistic children. The zinc, for example, is a 13. The ideal is a 20. So the zinc is quite below the bottom of the range. So if you think the 20 is the ideal level, 16 is the bottom of the range, this boy's uh, zinc is 13. So zinc is quite low. Manganese is low. Selenium is very low. So the selenium is 0.036. Now it should be 0.18. So that's about a a fifth of the way, right? So it's about 20 or so percent of the ideal level, so which is super, super low. So zinc and selenium being low is very common in autistic children. And what's important to know is that zinc and selenium protect from certain heavy metals. So what happens when someone is deficient in these essential minerals, they become more susceptible to heavy metal toxicity. And here's a, another interesting thing about the body, right? So the body is so um, intelligent that when it's deficient in, say, zinc, for example, it can take other heavy metals that have a similar enough shape in order to do at least some of the job zinc is meant to do. For example, let's say there's an enzyme and there's a binding site in the enzyme that requires zinc. There's not enough zinc in the body to go around for all these enzyme binding sites. The body will take, let's say, cadmium, which is a very toxic metal, that will do the job to some extent. For example, let's say between 10 and 60% of the effectiveness or efficiency of zinc. So the body will still be able to do some part of that the job uh, that uh, with zinc or with cadmium that zinc was going to do. But obviously, it would prefer zinc um, and when you actually start supplementing the person with zinc, 
that's when the body starts pushing out a lot of these heavy metals that are lodged in various places. And uh, this is where, as I'll explain later, this is where as a person gets healthier, as you supplement, the more subsequent hair tests will show higher, will show elevations of toxic metals, which is generally a good thing. It means that the body is, has new energy, new um, tools to start pushing out these toxic metals, right? So yeah, so zinc, uh, just to sum up the nutrient minerals on this uh, boy's first hair test, calcium, magnesium, a bit low, a bit below the range, sodium, potassium, quite low, uh, copper, almost three times the ideal, manganese low, very low actually, uh, selenium very low, chromium low, phosphorus within the range, a bit low, um, uh, on lower end of the range, and zinc quite low. Okay, so quite deficient uh, in terms of uh, minerals. And what, what's important to understand is most of us are like this nowadays. Most of us that do not explicitly test for this stuff and supplement, we are born this way, unfortunately, because our mothers are deficient. Because the biggest reason for this is extremely poor farming practices over the last few uh, decades and even a couple hundred years uh, have caused the soils to become extremely nutrient deficient. So w what a lot of farmers, they will use NPK fertilizer, so they will replenish nitrogen, phosphorus, and um, potassium in the soil, but they won't replenish things like magnesium, zinc, selenium, and so on. So what happens is we, the plants take up, they grow and take up these minerals and we eat them. And what do we do? We, we poop out a lot of those minerals that we don't utilize. We poop them out and they go down the drain and they, they go get spilled into the oceans and, and whatnot where they're actually toxic. So instead of like back in the day, what should be happening is our um, waste from our bodies should be going back into the land to fertilize the land. We kind of, it's an open, it's instead of being a closed loop system, now it's an open loop system and there's a lot of waste on the one side. What that does is it leaves us, it leaves our soils extremely depleted, which means our food is extremely depleted and that leaves us as extremely depleted. So w I wouldn't even be surprised anymore to see extremely depleted levels on um, especially, you know, autistic children's hair tests, right? Uh, just um, just this week, I saw uh, a, a boy that's about a year younger than this one, about four. I saw his zinc was a seven, which was almost half of this this test we're looking at, which is a 13. So, and again, the, the um, ideal is 20. So imagine 13 is... 60, 65% of, of the ideal, but seven is a third of the ideal. That's extremely zinc deficient. And it also showed that the, 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 the heavy metals were very high as well, which again, being mineral deficient does leave us susceptible to heavy metal toxicity. Another example is calcium deficiency uh, will will actually predispose us to taking up more lead in the bones, for example, right? So that, that's another commonly known deficiency that can lead to 
um, lead uh, toxicity. Okay. So let's switch to the next hair test we did. So obviously with a copper like this, high copper like this, it was clear and a low zinc, it was clear that zinc supplementation was needed. So I'm just going to switch over to the next hair test that we did. And the, so the zinc went up one point from 13 to 14. The, the selenium almost doubled. So it went from 0 0.036 to 0 0.063. So the selenium went up, which is great. But uh, the most important thing that we're looking at here is that copper. So the, co the, the copper went from 6.7, which was three times above, roughly above the, the ideal, to 18.1. So that's a huge spike in the copper, which as I talk at length in my book um, and, you know, on, I've covered on previous episodes is a zinc copper imbalance is the most common imbalance in autistic children. So getting this addressed is obviously one of the, the first things, you know, you need to look at. So what we're seeing here is about three, four months later is when we took this second hair test and the zinc is basically has been antagonizing the copper. So, the, so by replenishing the the uh, zinc in the body, the body has started pushing out all this copper. Now, this is actually a good result, of course. What we would expect to see on a subsequent hair test is the copper to start gradually uh, decreasing, okay? So overall, the, the second hair test is definitely showing some improvement. The macro minerals, calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, they... Um, they don't, they seem to be going lower, but that can sometimes happen, you know, uh, on a subsequent test. So it's not necessarily something to be alarmed at, but, um, you know, we, we want to kind of see the zinc going up, the copper obviously getting excreted, the selenium's going up. So overall, this is a good, a good result in this instance, maybe calcium and magnesium need to be added even more, um, need to be added to to the supplement program but overall we have so what 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 have we what's the value we got so far based let me sum up so first hair test we saw the copper was high there's a copper overload and we saw the zinc was low so this this tells us vitamin b6 and zinc supplementation is important we saw that selenium is low so selenium supplementation is important. We saw calcium and magnesium are were rather low as well, which, as you know, if you've if you've read my book, uh, if you haven't yet, don't forget I'm still giving away free copies. So send me an email or get in touch with me. I'll, I'll send you a free paperback copy. But um, as I talk about in, in chapter nine of my book, um, the, or chapter ten, the one of the core five supplements, daily supplements, every autistic child needs to. To, to have is calcium and magnesium, right? So as you can see, the hair test sh shows us that they're low. And I would venture to guess that most children would be kind of similar like this, right? So most children, if, in fact, I believe all children will need extra calcium and magnesium because th think about it. The biggest source of magnesium is leafy greens. How much does your child eat leafy greens in one day? or a week, or a month, or a year, you know? And uh, obviously, the, the, one of the biggest sources of calcium is milk, but what if your child is on a gluten-free, dairy-free, um, casein-free diet, you know, then 
to a large degree, the calcium uh, influx stops. So, and kids need about, you know, a gram to a, a, a 1200 milligrams of calcium per day. So that's a lot of calcium that needs to be replenished. So the next best thing from getting it from food sources is supplementation. As I keep reiterating in my book and obviously on the podcast is the the diets, our diets are just not supplying enough of these nutrients, especially the minerals. I already covered some of the reasons why, you know. So anyway, uh, just to kind of move on to the heavy metals now. So, so, so far this, what, what I would like to see on a, on the third hair test here is the calcium magnesium going up, the sodium potassium kind of going up a little bit in tandem, basically all of these in tandem, you'd want it to go up, uh, copper to start going down, uh, ideally the zinc going up, the selenium going up and, uh, manganese and chromium are also quite low. They're less of a concern, but definitely something that should be included in the multivitamin. And as you know, from chapter 10 in my book, if you've read it, uh, a multivitamin that has a good spectrum of minerals is also, um, very important as a daily supplement for all kids, not just autistic children, I believe all children, but especially autistic children that have, uh, various health issues and metabolic kind of um, uh, imbalances. So that's the nutrient minerals. Just a quick uh, look at the toxic metals. So here we have, as mentioned, this particular lab gives us lead, mercury, cadmium, arsenic, and aluminum. These are the five most prevalent metals in the uh, environment and some of the most toxic. Now, in fact, aluminum is after the, it's the third most common element on on Earth, after oxygen and silicon. So aluminum is literally everywhere, uh, in and has always been. Not it's not just our modern you know industrial world that is causing a lot of these heavy metals to be released into the environment. It's a huge. Uh, addition, but it, there's always been mercury, there's always been uh, lead, there's always been cadmium. So mercury gets released, you know, from volcanoes and and stuff like that. And uh, aluminum is in the soil everywhere. Uh, so th these are very prevalent elements. And we will always have some degree of them in our bodies. It, it, it's, trust me, you will not meet one person ever in your life that does not have fairly significant amounts of heavy metals in their body. And what you want to see on a hair test is you want to see a healthy amount of toxic metal excretion. You don't want to see nothing. If you see nothing, it means the person does not have any energy and capacity to detoxify and uh, excrete these metals. So that's a bad sign, in fact. So what we are seeing on this particular first hair test is the mercury is very low here. I would expect the mercury to be a little bit higher. And what, what this indicates is uh, a reduced ability to excrete mercury, which is actually very common in autistic children. And then the aluminum, is it's pretty high, but uh, uh, what, what should happen now on, a, on the subsequent test, especially if there's like a, an improvement in the diet, B vitamins, zinc, selenium, min other, other minerals, other supplements added to the protocol, to the program, what should happen is the child is getting healthier and they have a, an improved ability to neutralize and detoxify 
foreign compounds like heavy heavy metals, toxic chemicals, uh, bacterial toxins, yeast, and, and stuff like that. So what should happen on a second test, and I'll, I'll click on the second test to compare, is the mercury and the aluminum should theoretically go up. Now, when we when we actually look at the second test, the mercury has actually gone gone down a, a, a slight touch. The aluminum has gone up some was at 40%. So it's went, it's gone from 0.7 to one, which is a significant increase, which is good. We, this means the child is increase, uh, is excreting more aluminum. Now, this is a good sign. In some cases, if the heavy metals have gone up on a second test, it can mean increased toxic exposure. So there's always that kind of, to you know, keep in mind and Make sure you correlate the, the result, the results well with lifestyle and any changes. But uh, more often than not, it will be the newfound resources the person has, the newfound energy and nutrients, uh, amino acids, vitamins, minerals that are now being used by the body to start cleaning house. Now, in on this test, the mercury is actually pretty much about the same as it was before. The lead has doubled. So what this can this, this can mean a couple of things. So the child still has problems detoxifying mercury or the body is prioritizing the, um, excreting something else for a while. So the, the body will, will, will do what it deems best, right? So it may, it may think now is not the time to excrete the mercury. It's, it's working on the aluminum. As we can see, the lead has doubled. So it may just be also the, the arsenic, although very low, has quadrupled from 0.001 to 0.004. The cadmium has, has gone up a bit. So it could be that the body is prioritizing these other heavy metals, or it does not have the substrates to um, deal with the mercury. And, you know, so what I would do in such a case is I would add probably more selenium, possibly more zinc, things like trimethylglycine and acetocysteine. So all of these are nutrients that will support the detoxification system, adding B vitamins to, to kind of support mitochondrial function and energy production because we need energy to do all of these things. These are, these are taxing things. So uh, toxic compounds need to be transformed in some way, bound to certain things. Um, they need to be neutralized with certain uh, uh, other molecules and then they need to be transported out, right? So it's, a, it's an energy intensive process. So what I would do here with a, with a, such a low mercury reading still, I would start sub, uh, adding extra nutritional support. And what we sh should see on subsequent tests, as I mentioned, we, we should see an increase in um, uh, the heavy metal excretion. And we should see a gradual increase in the nutrient mineral levels. What's important to understand, right? Even your doctor will know this. If you, if you go and ask your doctor, let's say, they test your child, they do a blood test for iron status and your child is very low in iron. If you ask your doctor, how long will it take to get my child's iron levels back to normal or within range or whatever, or optimal, your doctor will tell you that it could take into the six to nine month range of time. So six to nine months just to replace or to replenish one mineral. Now think about when, when I scroll back up here, and we look at all of these different 
nutrients. So we're looking at low calcium, low magnesium, low manganese, low zinc, low chromium, low selenium. How long will it take to replenish all of these? It will take months and months and, and uh, even years, right? So this is something that really needs to kind of be relayed across to more people is this this is extremely important work that needs to be done so it's in, so uh, vitamins for example if 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 your child is b6 deficient or b12 deficient which are fairly common especially in autistic children you can you can get those um b6 or b12 levels up pretty pretty quickly you know, you'd still need to maintain it, but you can you can get those levels up pretty high. But if they're zinc deficient, selenium deficient, things like that, it takes a lot of diligence with the supplementation program to get those levels back up. So I've I'll give you an example for me is um, I've been taking between sixty and a hundred milligrams daily of zinc and the RDA is about I think 11 milligrams for men maybe maybe they, they I think they, they revised it down from 15 so 11 milligrams is the RDA which is which is not for optimal levels just to prevent diseases and, and acute deficiencies so I'm not even saying shoot for the RDA because these RDAs are pretty much rubbish uh, there's no there's no real scientific basis behind them um, but my point is for more than a year, I've been taking anywhere between 60 and 100 milligrams of zinc per day. And my hair levels barely budge every three, four months. I, I test my hair and those those levels move up very, very slowly. So what, what can actually happen in certain cases is you could see after several months of supplementation, you could see the zinc level go down. This is not necessarily that your child is more zinc deficient. It just means that less is being excreted into the hair because more um, of it is being utilized in the body. So what what you won't always see is cadmium, for example. Uh, a lot of it gets excreted in, in the stool. And if you add, a, you know, the zinc that is badly needed by the body, the body will start replacing the cadmium in the places where the cadmium has been taken up. And that a lot of that cadmium will, will, will you know get out through the poop, so the body is improving its nutritional status. You you just it will take a bit longer for that to show up in the hair because it's just u- utilizing the zinc much more kind of carefully. So this was a, a little bit of I, I guess the, the, these are the three most important um, uh, things that we can use the hair mineral analysis for. So understanding the um, essential nutrient minerals levels. So the most important ones being, you know, calcium, magnesium, uh, uh, copper, zinc, chromium, selenium, manganese, seeing what the copper level is. So the copper and the zinc need to be in a tight, fairly tight ratio, both in the hair and in the blood. Monitoring copper excretion when more often than not, of course, the copper will be high. Um, So you want to monitor how that's being excreted when you start, you know, the zinc protocol to to balance the copper and the zinc. Um, so that's another thing the the hair test is useful for. And of course, understanding the the heavy metals that your child is excreting. And so obviously, if it's a first test, you have if, if you haven't started any nutritional program yet, and the levels are very high, then that can signal a very high body burden. 
And in you know, in sometimes in those cases, you may want to do what is known as a urine challenge test. So the uh, you'd go to a doctor for that, and they measure the urine heavy metals before and after using a chelating chemical. And the after one would the the the, the sample with of urine after the chelating chemical uh, has been uh, taken would show would indicate what the body burden of the heavy metals is, right? So in, in, in certain cases, probably not that many cases, but in certain cases, when there is an extremely high level of heavy metals in your child's body, doing heavy metal chelation may be an extremely um, prudent thing to do. Now, that carries quite a number of risks. So obviously, you want to talk to a doctor. Um, but one clue I would say is when the heavy metals are extremely high on a first test without any prior supplementation, then you might want to kind of think about that there. But um, if they're very low on a first hair test, you, you definitely know there's some detoxification issues. So definitely uh, supplementation would be extremely important in those cases. Again, you know, the vitamins, minerals, uh zinc, selenium, uh, amino acids like glycine, trimethylglycine or dimethylglycine, N-acetylcysteine, and, and so on and so forth, right? So those are really the, 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 the most important things that we can glean from a hair tissue mineral analysis. This is a complementary test. I, I wouldn't say this is the most important test. Um, I would actually say everything is the most important. Of, of the recommendations I have in the book, there are several, several kind of basic tests uh, or, or core tests I would recommend running. I don't think there's any one that's um, more important than the other. Maybe the organic acids test is, if you could only afford one, that would be the one to do. But um, this is a, a good adjunct to to inform the protocol. So you, you want to test as many different angles. So you want to test the urine uh, for the organic acids. You want to test the blood for various vitamins, um, uh, minerals, and so on, and their ratios. You want to test hair uh, for the stuff we've already covered. You want to do a poop test to check for parasites and so on. There's a lot of different things. We need a multi-pronged approach to uh, to this because many autistic children, they unfortunately suffer from various health issues, which this because of the complexity of this, this is a complex problem to solve. It's not just, you know, uh, take an antibiotic for the bacteria. It's not just balance the copper. It's usually it's several things at once. So it's a complex problem that needs uh, a complex approach. It needs a multi-pronged approach. This is why this this test isn't the end-all, be-all, but it's extremely important for the, the reasons we've covered. A couple of caveats now, uh, just before I wrap up this episode. So what what we're testing with hair, so about a centimeter of hair, that's about a month in terms of his history of your child's nutrient uh, status and toxic metals ex excreted. So when we take about a, an inch or two and a half centimeters of hair to three centimeters, we're getting about three months history of uh, uh, the, the minerals and the metals. So what does that mean? So it's not... You, you can't use hair to um, identify acute deficiencies. You can't really identify acute toxicity, okay? So in those cases, blood testing or urine testing would be more prudent, 
So there's we we use the different types of uh, testing for different purposes. We're, what we what we're using hair for is to see the historical nutrient status. So if I you know, if we do a, uh, take a two and a half centimeters or an inch of hair, that's about two and a half months. And we see the zinc is super low. Selenium is super low. Well, now we know that the last three months, the diet has been low in those minerals. And now we can inform the protocol and the program and the, and the dietary changes. So we would need to add more meat to the diet. We would need to add digestive enzymes to help to process, digest that meat. Obviously, we'd add zinc and selenium to start getting those levels back up. And subsequently, the next three months, uh, we expect those to go up. And the next hair test, we would expect those levels in most cases to go up, right? So that's kind of the idea. And with the with the metals, we are looking at how much has been excreted in the last, whatever, two or three months, or sometimes four months, depending on how much hair you take. So if it's been very little, we know that some detoxification pathways need to be supported. If it's very high, we can surmise that either there's a lot of exposure from the diet, the environment, or you know, if you're doing a, a strong protocol in terms of supplements and so on, it means your child is excreting them very well. Or it can mean both. Uh, or it can mean there's a very high level of heavy metal burden in your child's body. So so these are kind of the the things that we can glean from the basic things we can glean from a hair test. Now, there are other things like, for example, we can look at additional minerals. As I mentioned, certain other labs with more expensive tests, they offer even more markers for, for various other more exotic heavy metals, uh, gold or uranium, so on. Then there's, we also get certain mineral ratios so between, let's say, calcium and magnesium. That's called the blood sugar ratio. So if that's too high or too low, it can signal blood sugar regulation issues. There are certain things like um, the uh, one of these ratios helps us kind of uh, glean insights into adrenal function, into thyroid function. But these are a little bit more advanced. What I would say is, and I guess the intention of this episode, I just want to introduce you to the topic of hair testing and just to to kind of try to convey, it looks like I lost the last few minutes of the audio for this podcast, so I apologize for that. Any case, I covered the main points, um, so I was just finishing off with a little bit of a rant about how important the various tests are and so on, so I will spare you the rant. Uh, anyway, I hope that you found the episode useful. And I hope to see you on the next one. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Please help us to spread this vital information by rating the podcast on iTunes and sharing it with others who may find the information useful. For further content and resources, go to christianjordanoff.com. Don't forget to pick up your copy of the book Autism Wellbeing Plan today, available on Amazon.